More Than a Movie is back with season two. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's Rappaport's Reality Reality Podcast. Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast. Welcome to today's edition of the Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show podcast. Welcome in. I hope all of you had a fantastic Labor Day holiday, had a lot of fun, and are ready now for what is going to be an absolutely bonkers fall as we roll into the January 15th Iowa caucuses and officially begin what I would say is campaign season. We are sitting at only four or so months away uh, from the actual beginning of the process in 2024. Everybody is officially starting the sprint. January 15th is that date in Iowa. And the craziness is getting ratcheted up on the Democrat side as more and more people continue to recognize that Joe Biden is not able to do this job. Polling out on that issue We've got Dr. Fauci confronted on masks on CNN, uh, which uh, should have happened years ago, but I think many of you are going to enjoy it if you haven't already seen it. Uh, college football underway. I'm sure Buck spent his entire weekend watching games starting on Thursday all through the weekend. Uh, and the NFL is coming back. Buck, the Biden administration, planning on Thursday night for the launch of the NFL season, spending millions of dollars to argue that the economy is strong. That is a story from Axios. All of those ads being purchased in toss-up states. But, well, first of all, did you have a good Labor Day? Anything exciting? Anything extraordinary in your world? I wrote a lot, about uh, six, 7,000 words, I think. So. Oh, that's impressive. So you've got yeah. the book that you're working on that you're supposed to turn in around the end of the year, right? Yeah. yeah. So you just buckled down and sat and wrote on the book. I did try to give people a little bit of help out there for their Labor Day barbecue, which is I'm a big fan. I've got a couple of maxims for restaurants and food. One is if you're with a group of people, the answer to should we order some fries for the table, it's always yes. 
It's the a French very fries. Good, al- very good advice. Yeah, thank you. The French fries always get eaten. And someone's always like, oh, I don't know. I'm, you know, I'm keto or whatever. <laughs> Shut up. The French fries are going to get eaten. It always happens. Another one is if you're having a barbecue, you're having all this amazing stuff. You got your T-bones, your porterhouse, your, uh, you know, your fillets, everything you're throwing on there, your burgers, um, t- Italian sausage or any kind of hot or, uh, or sweet sausage. You throw it on there, get a nice char on. You can't go wrong. Overcook it, undercook it. No one cares. Still going to taste delicious. So that was about as Labor Day weekendy as I got. Other than that, it was, uh, it was head down. Uh, I watched some tennis. I don't, I, what 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 percentage of this audience do you think are are pretty avid tennis fans? I mean that's that is the sport that 20. I watch. That's a, that sounds about right. I would say that, that's the sport I watch the most, I, I play the most, and enjoy the most. So there you go. That was did you see thing. what Aaron Rodgers put out? Uh, did you see his Instagram post? I saw he crossed out Moderna on Instagram. Clay, he is my favorite of the football quarterback players. Very good. A- Aaron Rodgers is now playing in. Uh, New York City for the Jets and he went to watch Novak Djokovic play and on his Instagram account he canceled out uh, the Moderna logo which of course the amount of advertising that Pfizer and Moderna do for their worthless COVID shots is truly extraordinary uh, but he wrote instead of Novak Novak's uh, and uh, and then uh, said it, he was ex- excited to watch the GOAT play uh, which is uh, pretty great, and I give credit to Aaron Rodgers for continuing to be willing to speak truth on these COVID shots, and we'll get to that in a little bit. But, Buck, this is crazy. And this is my I, favorite thing all weekend, I think, what you're going to talk about. Are we, are, we, are we on the same wavelength here? The, the Fouch? Are you not well, going Well, I Fouch? thought we should save the Fouch for the second hour, because I am... Number two in Clay's heart and Clay's yeah. mind. He's back, everybody. You we also the had, by the way... Speaking of number two, maybe the worst no. airplane poo disaster of all time. I don't think we're talking about that on the Delta. radio show. Oh my! I think God. I think this is everyone's worst nightmare. We might have to talk about it. I think we just have to talk about it. But Buck, I am looking right now, and I want to make clear that I think this is completely crazy, and I think it is bonkers, and I think there is no way to justify it. But Buck, huge article in today's Wall Street Journal. They, the Democrats are going to try to use the 14th Amendment to keep Donald Trump off of ballots in the event that he is the Republican nominee. And I think this is important to say. I am not in any way endorsing this, but it is important for all of you to understand what is coming. And in the same way that Buck and I told you, he's going to get indicted in New York City. He's going to get indicted in D.C., He's going to get indicted in South Florida. He's going to get indicted in Atlanta. That was not a, hey, we're rooting for this. It's that you need to prepare yourself for where we are headed. And we saw this a little bit with Marjorie Taylor Greene because they tried out a version of this in North Georgia to try to take her off the ballot. But you can already see the arguments being made. Um, And now that the indictments are out there, They are going to argue, and I just want to make everyone aware of what this argument is, and then we need to discuss it, and you need to prepare yourselves for it. They are going to argue, Democrats are, that the 14th Amendment in Section 3 that was designed to deal with former Confederates 
that Donald Trump is ineligible to be president of the United States because he engaged in an insurrection uh, and that he violated his oath to support the U.S. Constitution and therefore he is not eligible to be elected president of the United States. I brought this up a few weeks ago. We've talked about this possibility on the show, and you're seeing the the early rumblings of it uh, in a way that's, I think, indicative. Just like what Clay said a second ago about look at all the trials they've brought and all, and all the indictments. This is coming, folks. They're going to do this. I don't know where exactly. We have some ideas what states this these challenges may be brought. Even the people bringing them, I think, understand that there's no settled law with regard to this. I mean, one of the problems will be, uh, you know, right off the bat, is it can can a state make a determination about a federal election like this about eligibility? I think people have even brought up there was a. Someone tried to bring suit against Ted Cruz, saying that he was uh, he was born in Canada and therefore could not run for president. Uh, Cruz won that you know won that suit. That did not. Uh, but this isn't the first time something like this has happened. What I do know for sure, I think we all know this for sure, is even if they lose on the legal merits, which we could sit here and argue, Clay, likely but not slam dunk. Is that where I don't want to? We can come back to that in a second, but just. Uh, even if they lose on the legal merits, this is a simultaneous push or a simultaneous, a two-pronged attack. The process is the punishment. Once again, you're going to have people talking about the insurrection. Trump was a part of an insurrection, so they get political mileage out of this legal challenge, even if it ends up being frivolous, and they can probably do it in a few states. How do you think the legality shakes out? So I, I, this is what's going to happen. I think they are going to take him off the ballot uh, in Michigan, uh, in in California, right? Uh, the toss-up states are the scarier ones, although this has major down-ballot down impact as well. This is bold. You, you think they'll actually manage to do it, is what you're saying. I think, well, I think they will take him off the ballot in, in at least one state. I think multiple states, because I think, Buck, the more... I spent a lot of time researching this, sadly... Uh, over the weekend, I was doing a deep dive. I was reading all about it because I want to be able to talk about it intelligently to the audience. And then this morning when I woke up and I saw that they had the huge 14th Amendment Trump panic, it's the lead editorial in the Wall Street Journal, I said, we need to familiarize our audience with this argument so that all of you are aware of what's coming. They will pull him off the ballot uh, they, in, in one of these states. Let's just say they're going to do it in Michigan. And I'm just tossing out Michigan as an example because 9, 10 a.m., we are now on in Detroit. That is an incredible segue that I was not planning. But thank you, everyone, 9, 10 a.m. You are going to be seeing Buck and myself, I am told, you may not love this, our faces on billboards all over southeast Michigan. So if you see those, tag at Clay and Buck when they go up uh, and take a picture and send it in to us. Uh, but let's say Michigan where the basically the Democrat Party has taken over the entirety of the state of Michigan's apparatus. Buck, they say that he is not eligible because of the 14th Amendment. It's not just Michigan. We talked about this a little bit. New Hampshire, they're doing an investigation right now, a legal examination into whether or not Trump is eligible to be on their ballot. Now, now New Hampshire is not a uh, totally Democrat-taken-over state. They have a Republican governor, but all this stuff. Then what happens is, 
the Trump campaign will appeal and they will say this is unconstitutional. It's clearly uh, illegitimate to take him off the ballot. There'll be a huge debate about whether Trump was involved in an insurrection. January 6th, Democrats can't talk about it enough. It will go to the Supreme Court, Buck. The United States Supreme Court, I believe, will be forced to say they cannot do this. And then Democrats will say, this is why Trump, uh, because the majority that will give him his victory, will be Trump-appointed judges, and they will then say, Trump has rigged the game. He is flouting the law. He's trying to destroy our democracy. Look at how he seated the Supreme Court justices. And this will be a major sales pitch for them in the campaign. This is what's coming. And that's in addition to four correct criminal indictments correct. that have already come down. So just what else are they planning at this point? You have to wonder, you know, what else can they dream They might up? legitimately have like, him in prison. I mean, that's not a crazy either. They might try to put him in prison for the actual election. I honestly did not think that it could get this crazy even even a couple of years ago. And so now I just have to keep an open mind to whatever you think the outer limits of the insidious tactics of the Democrats may be, they can exceed that. Um, because, you know, there's, there are two mindsets, I think, Clay, in the Democrat party that are, uh, that are predominant right now. There are the people for whom this is all just the most underhanded political, uh, you know, stratagem. This is just about whatever works, however we win. It's just about power and you can just justify it on those, uh, you know, the ends justify the means grounds. There are people though. And as somebody who, you know, still spends a, a fair amount of time in blue states, goes home to see friends in New York, et cetera, there are a lot of Democrats who, especially when that machinery of hysteria, of that mass hysteria comes back, of it's the end of our democracy, if Trump get, if Trump is elected, it's our last election, there are a lot of Democrats who actually believe that. And I think people need to understand that. I, it, it's hard, it's hard to... um Believe how crazy this has gotten if you're not a crazy person. That's really yeah. how I see it. So I, I think this is... Uh, but I think people need to understand that, that that is going to happen. They are going to legitimately take, if Trump is the nominee, they're going to take him off the ballot and argue in at least one state, but I think it'll be multiple states, that the 14th Amendment prohibits Donald Trump from being elected president of the United States. Yeah, of course. I mean, I've, I've said this weeks, weeks ago. We talked about it a little bit on the show. I said there's our... We uh, mentioned the New Hampshire Attorney General investigation going on has to look into it. Now that's not the same as saying the New Hampshire Attorney General is saying that this is legitimate as a challenge. But I think about this. I mean, they're they're really going all the way. And you know, I I have to say, if you're looking at a at some kind of an indicator of the ferocity with which they're willing to use the law as a weapon, Clay, they just sent away uh, some of these Proud Boys. For almost 20 years. Yeah. Federal prison. They're going to be in federal prison for almost two decades. You say, how many people did they kill? The answer is zero. You know, how many buildings did they blow up? The answer is zero. You, 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 well, you wonder, you know, what exactly justifies that? And you start to see, uh, it's not that they didn't do any wrong. It's that, wow, the punishments seem quite disparate. It's, and, and think about this, Buck, as we go to break. If you question whether they're going to take him off the ballot, 
Who's a Democrat who's been punished for being too aggressive and going after Donald Trump? It's career enhancing for every single one of them. Without exception. That's, that's the incentive structure that you need to put in your mind if you're questioning. No one has paid a penalty for being too anti-Trump. They've all been rewarded. If your cell phone service is with Verizon, T-Mobile, or AT&T, it's time to switch to a provider that will not only save you money, but also set you up with a new phone. That's right. Switch to Pure Talk and upgrade to a new 5G Samsung Galaxy from Pure Talk for free. The phone has a two-day battery life, edge-to-edge display, and ultra-strong glass. Just sign up for Pure Talk's unlimited talk, text, and 15-gigabyte data plan for just 35 bucks a month. Plus, it comes with a mobile hotspot. Get all the data you could ever need for half the price of the big carriers on America's most dependable 5G network. Make the switch to my cell phone company, Pure Talk, today. Their U.S.-based customer service team is standing by. Just dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck for your free, super durable 5G Samsung Galaxy when you switch to Pure Talk. Again, dial pound 250, say Clay and Buck. Pure Talk is simply smarter wireless. Helping you separate truth from fiction every single weekday. The Clay, Travis, and Buck Sexton Show. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand. And on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast, and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny. The warmth of Fredo and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes to really deeply believe that we are enough that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is that is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back, team. We're going to dive into the 
surge in COVID mania. I wouldn't be too concerned about the cases because it's a cold now. It is a cold. It has the symptoms of a cold, about the same level of danger as one. And uh, yet they're still reporting on this. I think it's fascinating to see how many people go, oh, my gosh, did you see so-and-so has COVID? This is almost like Reuters running a headline about somebody stubbed their toe. Who cares? Well, libs care. And Dr. Fauci is back. He missed Clay. He wants to check on him because he knows he's very anti-science because he refuses three or four masks at once. So Clay is on shot number zero. Fauci wants him to get up to seven. Clay, you're going to have to use both arms, buddy. It's going to take you a while to get all seven in. I have made a lot of choices in my life, Buck. Never getting the COVID shot is one that I am proud of. And to be fair, I was going to get the crappy one-shot thing that you got, but my wife had me signed up. This is back in whatever it was, like, you know, May of 2021 or whatever. Uh, but the shot got pulled off the market when I was scheduled to go to my local Publix and get it. And I never got it. And, uh, I feel like, uh, I, I, I dodged a bullet there. How many really excellent drugs? How many really amazing antibiotics, uh, can you think of that were pulled off entirely out of circulation in, in about, in a year or less than a year? I can't think of a single one, unless there was massive problems. Can you, I don't think you can even get the Johnson and Johnson shot no. anymore that you got. It is right? not, like it, it is legitimately not doesn't exist. Not, not given, does not. Now, that shot was a traditional vaccine. That was effectively a flu shot, everybody. Yeah. It wasn't an mRNA vaccine. So it was like, I'm getting a flu shot for COVID, which is why a lot of people chose to get that one, because it was not mRNA technology. It was just... This is our best guess at a vaccine, you know, and as we know, the mutation occurred. And so your Johnson and Johnson vaccine, I think at one point they were suggesting it like maybe it protected you for two months or something. I mean, it was really it was weak sauce, everybody. It yeah. was weak sauce, but it didn't have any of the mRNA side effects because it's not an mRNA vaccine. Um, we'll get into all this covid stuff. We got some people want to weigh in on the 14th Amendment thing. Let's try to keep it tight. 14th Amendment callers, because we've got like six of you already right now. Alan in Maine, what have you got for us? Hey guys, thanks for taking my call. I, I'm calling because uh, our state has just been taken over by Democrats in the last four or five years. We have a Secretary of State whose name is Shannon Bellows. We have an Attorney General whose name is Aaron Fry, and they they are buddy buddy, and they do not like Trump. And they've come out vocally, you guys, and they've said they're going to take Trump off the ballot. I don't know if you know Maine too well, but Maine's pretty divided. Northern Maine, it's the Bible Belt where we all voted for Trump. He got he got one. I mean, we're a tiny little state. He got one down Southern Maine. You know, uh, Biden got the other one, but Maine all over and all, overall, Maine is Maine is Maine. Maine is the way life should be, and and you, it's just too bad because our cities and the people that moved up during COVID moved into the coast. All the all the all the wealthy people moved into their summer homes, and they really changed Maine. And these people are coming out and they're threatening us, and we 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 have no representation. We have we have you probably know her. Her name's Susan Collins. She yeah. was more visual. She had a voice like nothing else when Trump was in office. Do you notice how quiet she is? There is so much to impeach Biden on, and she's doing nothing. We are so angry up here in Maine. I'm so glad you guys brought this up because Shannon Bellows and Ernie Fry are disgusting. I love you guys. Keep it going. Thank you, man. Thank you for calling in. Thank you for the passion, too. I think, unfortunately, Clay, we don't really talk about this very much. Florida, Tennessee, got the Freedom Fighters. Yes. Vermont, Maine. 
maybe New Hampshire a bit got, we're talking about the, uh, the movement during COVID. They got the rich communists. That's what ended up happening. And, and, and again, we're not rooting for this, but his call is really important. They are going to try to take Trump off the ballot, citing the 14th Amendment in several, several of these states. I think the chance that this will be tried, in my mind, 90% right now. Do you think that's fair? They'll try. I, I would even go 100%. Somebody's going right. to try it. I don't know what the impact is going to be. My concern, Buck, is, and this is why I ask you, go to the incentives and you can predict almost anything that's going to happen. What is the negative incentive? For a Democrat to try to take Trump off the ballot, will Democrats hold them accountable in any way? I'll put it you this way. If I were advising, if I were a, a completely amoral person who cared not for the Republic, and I were advising a state attorney general in a blue or even purple state, but who was a Democrat, should you try this maneuver against Trump? I would say, yeah, you should, because you're going to get your name in the headlines as a Democrat hero for weeks, if not months. That's it's all about exactly narcissism, right. friends. Speaking of narcissism, That's why it's going to happen. Fauci, coming up next. Welcome to the second hour of Clay and Buck. As promised, Dr. Fauci is back. He's on television because he's telling everybody about how COVID, you need to be precautious, you need to be taking the mitigational variables into consideration um he's not done we told you this and there have been people on the right who have been saying to us on this show why do you even still care why do you talk about covid and we say they are not done and you can see quite obviously they are not done they are continuing they believe that what they did before at least some contingent of democrats believe that it had some effect, but this was, uh, this was fascinating. Over on, uh, CNN, uh, Michael Smirkanish has a show on Saturdays, I think. It's like a one day a week show. And he is the, uh, I, I think the least communist of the host over there, of the host over there. I think he's the least communist. Now that doesn't mean a whole lot, but you know, to be fair, um, here he is. Asking, I want you to really know, this is kind of a long clip. We want you to hear it though, because when you are, when Fauci is confronted with the Cochrane study, which is effectively a study of studies, looking at all the randomized control studies, meaning real science studies, you know what they found? Masks did nothing. Meaning that statistically speaking, they could prove, including N95 masks, do nothing to stop the spread of COVID. Not just cloth masks and 95 masks, too. Here is what happens when little Fouch, who's uh, crawled out from his little little hobbit lair somewhere, here he is telling everybody, oh, yeah, no, they still work. Play two. The most rigorous and comprehensive analysis of scientific studies conducted on the efficacy of masks for reducing the spread of respiratory illness, including COVID-19, was published last month. Its conclusions, said Tom Jefferson, the Oxford epidemiologist who is the lead author, were unambiguous. There is just no evidence that they, masks, make any difference. What about the N95 masks as opposed to the lower quality? Surgical or cloth masks makes no difference. None of it, he said. Well, what about the studies that initially persuaded policymakers 
lawmakers to impose mask mandates. They were convinced by non-randomized studies, flawed observational studies. How do we get beyond that finding of that particular review? Yeah, but there are other studies, Michael, that show at an individual level for individual. When you're talking about the effect on the epidemic or the pandemic as a whole, the data are less strong. But when you talk about as an individual basis of someone protecting themselves or protecting themselves from spreading it to others, there's no doubt that there are many studies that show that there is an advantage. You remember that scene in Jurassic Park where he says that's a load of and they look at the yeah. the triceratops dung that has heaped up like 10 feet high? That is what Fauci just did there. Individual it, Clay, it doesn't work based on the numbers with millions and millions of people at all, but it works on an individual basis. I don't know if Fauci is such a moron or so dishonest based on what he's saying here. I could be convinced of either. So many funny. So first of all, when you said Jurassic Park, I thought the line you were going to go with was science will find a way. Uh, and, and that's a famous line for those of you who watched it, um, uh, about. I think it's the, life the, will find a way. Life will find it. I thought it was science will find a way, but yeah, I think you're, you're right. I think pulling it's pulling Crichton lines out on me here. Go ahead. Uh, so this, this is so great. And I want to reiterate for our audience for two plus years, we have asked Fauci to be on this show and he has said he's too busy. To His come cell phone on the reception show. has been bad like Pence's for two years. Which is fine, as I said in response to that, because Buck and I have to wash our hair uh, as well. So it's very, t- very time consuming for us as well. But this shouldn't have taken. We're now in the fourth fall winter of COVID. That's crazy to think about. I know for many of you out there, this is going to be the fourth year of us going through a fall winter with COVID. And Fauci is a liar. And Fauci should be in prison for the lies that he have to- that he has told that continue to come out. But for it to take this long, for him to be directly confronted on live television, first of all, I give credit to Michael Smirkonish because I think it is important if you want journalists to actually hold people in positions of power accountable, this is what should happen. Fauci should have to answer for the Cochrane Review. And he should, when you listen to that uh, that response, Buck, it doesn't work for millions of people, but it works on an individual level, doesn't ever make any sense in the first place. Well, th- this is a bit like saying my my security blanket that I cover, that I carry with me, it doesn't work if millions of people hold it really close and tight, but for me it keeps the monsters away. I mean, this is an absurd quasi-religious belief at this point that something could... Uh, think about if you said this for the vaccine. We did a vaccine trial, I mean, in the case of masks, it was basically with 360 million Americans, but we did a vaccine trial with 10 million people and could show no efficacy whatsoever, zero, statistically, from every single trial that that vaccine helped those 10 million people. This is theoretical, but you just get, you guys get what I'm saying. And then you turn around and said, yeah, but we know the vaccine offers individual protection. People would legitimately think that you were an imbecile. Because that is so stupid that it's not even wrong. It's so stupid that it's like a cry for help. That is what the chief high priest of COVIDian measures just said on CNN. It is impossible to give a dumber answer than that. Yeah, and, and also, Buck, I think this is part and parcel of what I would say the dumbing down of America in this way. You tell me if you think I'm wrong. I actually trust scientists and experts more 
if they admit when they're wrong. Absolutely. And I said that about pundits, too. That's why I'll admit when I'm wrong here. A hundred percent. And we try, especially we get facts wrong. We get, look, I did gambling for four years daily. You want to talk about getting things wrong all the time. You have to. That's why one reason, like, I'm going to say exactly what I think. Sometimes it's going to be right. Sometimes it's going to be wrong. And you guys over time can decide whether you trust the authenticity of those opinions. So but when Biden I, is the nominee and Clay has to buy me the most expensive <laughs> steak in the history of red meat, uh, it'll be fine. So here is where I think that they miscalculated to such an extent, Buck. If Fauci came out and said, yeah, we got it wrong on masks, and yeah, the data on the COVID shot uh, has been proven to be wrong as well. It hasn't protected you. I would still be furious at him because he's lied for years. What has Fauci admitted that they've gotten wrong? And And this is just so frustrating because I think it speaks to there is a form of absolutism that is, I think, running rampant in America. And what it requires is that even if facts change or even if data is shifting, you have to stay committed to whatever you said publicly in the first place or you're worried that your legitimacy is going to be questioned. I actually think it's the opposite. I think there is such a desperate demand for the truth out there that people would have years ago, Buck, if Fauci had come out years ago when the data became clear and he had said, hey, you know what, there's no reason to wear masks. You made a good point years ago when we started on this show. Fauci has never, ever said you're doing too much. Yep. He's never, Buck, and and I and you go back and look at everything that he said. He never said, hey, you know what, six-year-olds don't need to be sitting in socially distanced outdoor sub-freezing temperature eating their peanut butter and jelly sandwiches. We're not protecting them by doing that. Not once has he ever said this is too much. And that's why I have contempt for him. Yes. Because he's making proclamations under the the, the veil from behind the, the false white lab coat of science here. He's making these proclamations that have real hurtful uh, outcomes for people. He is making people anxious, uncomfortable, sick, getting them fired, creating, you know, problems within families. There are consequences to the lies that he continues to propagate. If he were a decent human being, never mind, you know, you're talking about it, Clay, from the perspective of just intellectual honesty. Yes. But there's also a decency component to this too, right? It, he should admit he's wrong because that's what honest, smart people do. But also there are still people out there who live in terror of their masks slipping down at the airport yes. and, and they're going to get COVID. Fauci could almost like lay a hand on their forehead and say, I shall make you free now of this fear, but he won't do it. And, you know, the other thing I said, he's never, which is true, thank you for reminding me, that he's never dialed it back ever. He's never said to people, you know what, you're doing too much. He he also has never said anything that upsets the Rachel Maddow audience, that, you know, that that sends the, the CNN audience into a moment of, oh, my gosh, right? He won't say anything that upsets hardcore Democrats. Why is that, everybody? How is that possible that he's gotten so much wrong, but he's never said anything that has upset because his political constituency, but that's what it is. He has a political constituency. Also, at this point, as we enter the fourth year, it takes a lot to get me really angry. Buck, when I'm at the airport 
and I see a parent masking a two-year-old, I have I'm, leg- I'm with you. I am legitimately angry at that parent, and I feel so sorry for that kid in the same way that I think it's child abuse. In the same way, if I saw a parent berating a child in uh, in a way that would make you uncomfortable in public to see or in private to see, uh, I I look at it and I think, what hell must that kid be going through? Because it's one thing if you're a parent and you are psychologically unstable and you have committed yourself. You'll see bucks sometimes these people still get on and they're like, I'm wearing a face shield and four N95s and like basically medical scrubs so that I'm sitting on an airplane. I remember when the airplane uh executives finally, the, the, the airline executives finally got fed up and they went on and they were like, look, the filtration systems on air, uh, airplanes are actually far more cleanly than the average air that you would breathe in a regular, uh, in a regular place. And they kind of went off on it, the idea that you had to wear masks. And we saw certainly as the mask mandates were removed and everybody yanked them off. But if you're an adult and you want to engage in delusional, fanciful thinking because your brain is broken because of the Fauci's of the world and COVID, you have that right. I think you're an imbecile, but to make kids and for Fauci still to not come out and say, yeah, Young children get zero benefit and actually a huge detriment when it comes to learning how to speak because you learn how to speak by seeing adult lips. These kids are facing massive structural deficiencies and gaining no benefit. Yeah, it's right. child abuse. It, well, and it's Fauci's cowardice is cruel. And that's what, and it's Fauci, it's Walensky, it's all these different doctors. Their cowardice is a cruelty to people who do not have the knowledge and the courage to come to the obvious conclusion here, which is that all of this lockdown, social distancing, masking was a complete zero in terms of benefit and massive costs in terms of the downside. We were always led to believe that there were basically no downsides and tremendous benefit. It is actually the reverse of that. It is tremendous downside with no benefit. And I, I think that there's just a recognition at this point, or there's a belief at this point, Clay, among uh, some of these individuals that they won't have any credibility if they actually say what is true. So they would, they will go to the very end clinging to these lies. Kind of what Fauci did, muttering out of the side of their mouths. But there are other studies. The Cochrane study is the most definitive, broad, wide-reaching look at data by the most esteemed organization that does this. And they looked at this and they said, there's no benefit. N95 or cloth. And yet if you were to go over to CNN or MSNBC or whatever, you know what happened if you walk in that green room and people are wearing masks? You said, guys, what are you doing? They think that you are crazy. And remember Fauci, in addition to getting attacked finally on CNN, the New York Times, he admitted, I think I got the quote right, right, that um, that there was only like at best a 10% maybe marginal benefit. So he's already circled himself into this tiny corner of masking might have 10% benefit. And what they're now starting to say is, well, it doesn't have any harm, so there's no harm in doing it. But that's the exact yeah. opposite of what we were told. You're also only going to get that strain of COVID once. This No one ever thought about this really in this process of, of mask mandates. A 10% reduction over what period of time? Because if you have any real familiarity with how the numbers work and how the stats play out, even if you had a 10% reduction in, let's say, one area of the country with a mask mandate for a month or two, 
if everyone in that area is going to get COVID over the next 12 months, it doesn't matter. You know what I mean? Correct. It, it never made any sense. It's not a reduction as in protection from the virus that lasts. It is a temporary reduction, and it's not even that. This is why 15 days to stop the spread never made any sense if you actually analyzed it. All they were trying to do was prolong how long people got COVID to try to keep hospitals from and, being uh, having a lot of people to cover, which actually just prolonged the whole process. Like, and th- that's all it did. I'll just throw this out there. It was even before Clay and I were working together. We were two of the most, you go back and check the record, publicly on the record, two of the most hardcore guys in the media against all this madness from the beginning, Clay Travis and Buck Sexton. Facts. We got that one right. Team at my pillow, all about giving you a great. Oh, hold on. Let me tease this right before this. The view began oh, yes. its new season. When we come back, what is the perfect way that the view could begin its brand new season for its audience of idiots? We will share you the clip. Uh, the team at my pillow are about to giving you great value on everything they manufacture. Latest offer, everyday items for your home, bath towels. They make great thick towels using USA cotton. Deals this, 50% off a set of six towels, two washcloths, two hand towels, two bath towels. Right now is a set, just $39.98 at MyPillow.com. They've restocked their inventory, plenty of colors to choose from, everything from ocean blue to mineral gray. Whatever your wife wants, go ahead and get it. To find this offer online, just go to MyPillow.com, click on the radio listener special, enter our names as the promo code Clay and Buck, $39.98 price point, MyPillow.com, promo code Clay and Buck. You can also call them on the phone, 800-792-3269. Inspiring you to seek out the truth. The Clay Travis and Buck Sexton Show. I'm Jack Armstrong. He's Joe Getty. We're the Armstrong and Getty Show. We cover the stories the mainstream media ignores. Stories that are important to your life and important to the world. The election, of course. The many trials of Donald Trump. Couple of wars. Gender-bending madness. Why are kids looking at so much social media? And we bring you the stories the mainstream media is on. But we do it without the left-wing media spin. Listen to Armstrong and Getty On Demand on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Armstrong Strong and Getty Show to start listening. More Than a Movie is back with season two of the award-winning film podcast and this time with a lot more movies. I'm your host, Alex Fumero, and each week I'm going to talk to the people behind some of my favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the OG spy kid, Alexa Penavega. You had Carlo Gugino, who's the coolest mom ever. You had Antonio, who's handsome, amazing, charismatic. And then Carvin and Juni. I felt like a lot of other kids felt like this could be me. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos's picture was already up on the wall. Every episode will feature interviews with the biggest actors, directors, writers, and producers behind your favorite films and tap into the history of Latinos in film. Listen to More Than a Movie as part of the My Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose Podcast. On Purpose is dedicated to helping you be happier, healthier, and more healed. This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how he got comfortable with fear, navigating the changes in relationships, and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. This conversation shows a never-seen-before side to Orlando Bloom and his unique life journey. I think we all struggle sometimes 
to really deeply believe that we are enough, that we're valued, that we're valuable. You know, we're imprinted by our parents from the age of zero to seven, right? Mm. I'm constantly trying to go like, how do I detach from my, from this idea of what, do, is that, is that my baggage? I look like my baggage. I mean, I know, oh, okay, that's mine. Let's unpack that. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. You got Mike Baker, former CIA covert operations officer, CEO of Portman Square Group, global intelligence and security firm. He's now the host of the President's Daily Brief podcast. Um, so much going on right now. Uh, Mike, let me just start with this. When you see that Kim Jong-un is planning to meet with... Uh, uh, with with uh, with Putin, and we know that China has been meeting with Putin. How concerned are you about, like, for lack of a better way of describing it, a glo- a new global axis of evil that is commingling itself, kind of associated with Ukraine and beyond, in opposition to the United States? Yeah. Uh, well, my first thought is Iran's probably like, hey, what's wrong with us? <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> what happened to us? We used to be in the axis of evil. We're still evil. Um, so, yeah, it, it is. It's disconcerting. But from the perspective that, look, um, you know, North Korea, uh, Kim Jong-un, his dad before him, and frankly, his dad before him, they they were always seeking a way to be relevant. Right. And when they felt disrespected or ignored on the world stage, you know, then usually you'd get a, a missile being fired off. You would get some. Uh, action out of North Korea uh, so that they could get some attention. This, um, in a sense, I think, is Putin, uh, or more likely his Ministry of Defense, trying to uh, butter up the North Koreans for a better uh, deal on munitions and weaponry, which the Russians are in rather desperate straits in, in terms of stockpiling uh, their inventories because they've been depleting them at a fairly astonishing rate over the past 550 days or so. Uh, so it's it's worrisome. Uh, China is a different animal. China is sitting over. They only do things in their own best interests. So they're not best friends with anybody, right? This is not a BFF moment where, you know, China is, is looking for, uh, you know, to, to hang out with them after school. This is just China doing what they always do, which is in the moment doing what they consider to be in their best interests. Hey Mike, it's Buck, and uh, congrats on launching the uh, the new podcast, the PDB podcast uh, for President's Daily Brief. Um, and uh, what do you think the future is going to look like? Of let, let's just say, let's put it this way, right? Because we don't know who's going to be uh, the boss in 2024, the commander in chief. But between now and the election, um, the offensive that Ukraine was supposed to have uh, broken through Russian lines with. It didn't work, right? I mean, we were told, oh, no, this time around. And I think people are starting to recognize that the bill to the taxpayer is getting bigger. The carnage over there, the casualties, just from a humanitarian side of things on both sides, you know, combatants, non-combatants, everything is is getting higher and higher each day. What do you think the policy is going to look like? And, and what should it be like? What should we do uh, in Ukraine right now or with regard to Ukraine, given what we've seen? Yeah, I, I think that's a, I mean, it's a great question. And it's it, it, depending on how it plays out with the election in, in 2024, I think you've got a couple of different scenarios. But 
you know, just from an operational perspective, I think one thing that needs to be done is we need to, as as the U.S. and with our allies, hopefully, we need to define what the end game looks like, right? Because we're in that point. We're getting close to winter fighting. And once that rolls around, it won't be long before we're at the start of the third year of this war. And typically, that's going to signal a loss of interest, even amongst all those people who are planted flags out in their front yards and have stickers on their bumpers. Or, yeah, we stand with Ukraine, even though in 2014 we didn't give a, you know, a crap about what happened in Crimea or in the eastern Ukraine. Uh, but it's going to signal a change. And I think Zelensky realizes this. I think he and, and some of his, uh, his cadre, I think they understand that one thing they've got to do is hold that alliance. If they lose that supply chain of resource, of munitions and weaponry, uh, because allies start falling by the wayside, or because there's concerns over corruption, which we're starting to see, uh, they've got a real problem, right? Without that supply chain, that steady flow of munitions and, and, uh, and weaponry and resources, uh, they can't maintain this, not only the counteroffensive, but any hope of a lasting success. So we've got to define an end game. And that typically means in a situation like this, there's going to have to be a negotiated settlement. And that really pisses off everybody, right? Because it's very emotive. And so nobody, nobody wants to give Putin anything. So we all imagine that somehow we're going to get to this place eventually where Ukraine reclaims all their territory, as they've said that is their end game including Crimea. And then you have to ask yourself, is there any scenario where Putin's going to be willing to give up Crimea? Uh, I don't see that. So we're going to have to be a little more pragmatic about how this thing may turn out. We're talking to uh, to Mike Baker. I appreciate uh, him coming on with us. Encourage you to go check out his uh, his podcast, The President's Daily Brief, former CIA covert operations officer. You mentioned China. There's been a lot of discussion, certainly as the Republican primary continues, over what would happen if China invaded Taiwan. This has been a big topic in the wake of Ukraine's invasion by Russia. Do you think China will invade Taiwan? Do you think there is a time frame under which they are planning to do so? Uh, yeah, the last part of that question, yes. I think that time frame is... Uh, somewhere within Xi Jinping's tenure. Right? I, I have a hard time imagining, and I think a lot of people that have been looking at this and profiling his character, his leadership, uh, his personality, the idea that he'll walk off into the sunset at some point and hand over the reins and will not have acted on the Taiwan issue, um, I think those chances are, are somewhat remote. So I think your time frame has been condensed. Used to be we talk about well, maybe 2050 or sometime out there. Uh, but that has, that has changed. Now I, I think in terms of an invasion, we have to understand that an invasion can look in, like a lot of different things. Uh, so this may not be ships heading across the strait, which is remarkably narrow, uh, and, and, and militarily taking over the country, right? There, there could be other elements to this and whether that includes you know, the next battlefield, which is cybersecurity and, and, uh, and, and, or, or cyber shenanigans, sorry, and, and, uh, and space, right? The uh, degrading of, of, uh, you know, surveillance and intel capabilities, um, taking out satellite systems, whatever it may be, that, that will look different. Uh, so, and it also depends in part on, on, you know, the next upcoming election. The, uh, the front runner right now is, you know, he, he's speaking out more, 
aggressively about the independence of Taiwan and the importance of, of maintaining that. So it is, I mean, look, we got a lot of flashpoints around the globe. Uh, obviously, China, Taiwan is, you know, in the top three at this stage. Mike Baker, everybody, check out the PDB podcast where he'll talk about national security every day from the perspective of a former CIA covert operations guy. Mike, great to have you all, my friend. Thanks yeah. for being here. Hey, listen, thank you very much. I appreciate the uh, the opportunity to talk about it. I appreciate you mentioning the PDB. I, I'm going to use all my big words and and uh, try to be clean-shaven and wear a clean shirt every day. So, you know. <laughs> Well, Mike, as you know, I'm a CIA analyst, so if you need someone to, you know, make sure that all the hyphens are in the right place, I got you. <laughs> yeah, I think that's, you know, that's a really important point to note, Buck, is that Nobody, nobody was ever going to ask me to join the smart ranks of, of the analysts, you know, where you guys actually knew what was going on, right? We would just chunk in little bits and pieces of information from wherever we happened to be and, and, uh, and then be amazed at, at, you know, what would be kind of turned out from all of that. So well, J- James Bond over here, everybody is a very humble man, but he's going to do a great job on this PDB no, no, podcast. I'm just, I'm just saying the PDB is going to look at things from, from more of an operational perspective than an analytical perspective. And I'm going to try not to tell people how to think about things, um, but uh, we'll see how that goes. Good luck to you, Mike. PDB Podcast. Check it out, everybody. Thanks. Take care. Take care. Doesn't it seem like we do everything online these days? This whole conversation about cybersecurity and keeping you and me safe from cyber hackers was never a thing until it became one with a big one-time data breach. You look, uh... Then it happened again, and then it happened again. And you realize, oh, my gosh, these data breaches are a regular occurrence. Think about all the banking and stuff you do online, not to mention Ubers, Amazon, Netflix. There's so much payment information, so much stuff floating around on the Internet. So you need to protect yourself and your online identity. I can tell you, I've gotten I've gotten text messages from things that look like it's from my bank, Things that look like it's uh, a home that I uh, that I own, like uh, an investment property, and they're just saying, "Hey, we just need some information. We got a problem, or hey, you know, you've got some lean on the property, or hey, you've got it's, it's hackers, folks. They're all over the place. You need someone to have your back. LifeLock by Norton is your answer and your form of protection. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. LifeLock detects and alerts you to potential identity threats you may not spot on your own." When they see it happening with your name and info, they get in touch with you quickly. You confirm or deny you've got a problem. And if you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based LifeLock restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses. Join LifeLock today and save 25% off your first year with my name, Buck, as your promo code. Call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go online to LifeLock.com and use promo code Buck for 25% off. The Clay and Buck Podcast Deep Dives with cool content, surprise guests. Get it all on the iHeart app or wherever you get your podcasts. More Than a Movie is back with Season 2. I'm your host, Alex Fumero. And each week, I'm going to talk to the people behind your favorite movies. From The Godfather, Andy Garcia. He has the smarts of Vito, the temper of Sonny, the warmth of Fredo, and the coldness of Michael. To the legend behind La Bamba, Lou Diamond Phillips. When I walked in, I didn't think I had a shot at Richie because John Stamos' picture was already up on the wall. Listen to more than a movie on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hey, I'm Jay Shetty, and I'm the host of the On Purpose podcast. 
This week, I talked to Orlando Bloom in a rare interview where we went deep into how to get comfortable with fear and how to change the guilt and shame thought pattern. People say, what are you afraid of, right? I'm afraid of fear because it's like, I want to confront anything in my life that feels challenging on those levels. Listen to On Purpose with Jay Shetty on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcasts. Hi, I'm Michael Rappaport. And I'm Kibi Rappaport. And together we're hosting Rappaport's, Rappaport's Reality, Reality Podcast. We have a passion for reality TV, and we're inviting you into our living room. We're dissecting the drama, and we're giving praise to the single greatest form of entertainment on television today. That is right. Reality TV is the greatest form of entertainment on television today. Listen to Rappaport's reality with me, Kibi Rappaport. And me, Michael Rappaport, on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcast, or wherever you get your podcast.